RadioInfluence.com. International human rights attorney Virginia Prodan returns to sound a much-needed alarm in regard to the communist infestation of our nation on this episode of United Patriots Uprising with Gary Benford. I'm your host, Gary Benford. Thanks for joining us. This podcast is available at RadioInfluence.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Hope you'll subscribe to it, leave a rating and a review. And be sure to tell your friends about the show. Silly me. After four years of President Donald J. Trump's flourishing economy, decreased Islamic terrorism threat, and return to religious freedom alone, I didn't think we'd even come close to voting in Joe Biden, Barack Obama's puppet, to run the nation. Then, after two years of seeing the Biden administration in action, there should have been a red wave wipeout at the recently concluded midterm elections. And that's with the probability of serious election fraud in both cases. Silly me, once again. I'm not ready yet to even consider that the majority of Americans are in favor of going down this insidious rabbit hole we're rapidly being sucked into. I've got to believe the majority of Americans still haven't gotten the message that we're in the midst of an attempted communist takeover. It's time to blare out another warning. The bullhorn is out and we're heading to the rooftops. So let's get into it. She's a renowned international human rights attorney, a much sought after keynote public speaker, and the president of Virginia Prodan Ministries. Her bestseller, Saving My Assassin, is one of the most incredible books you'll ever read. She's been interviewed on Fox News, the Heritage Foundation, BBC Radio, the Christian Broadcasting Network, by Glenn Beck, Dr. James Dobson's Family Talk, and many more media outlets. A courageous woman who has a wealth of information because she's lived it and survived the most chilling of circumstances to talk about it. I welcome back to the broadcast, Virginia Prodan, who also has her own podcast entitled Courageous Leadership with Virginia Prodan. How are you, Virginia? I'm doing fine, and thank you so very much, Gary, for having me again. You are very welcome, so let's get right into it. Please give America another wake-up call in regard to us being in the midst of an attempted communist takeover because we just don't seem to have gotten the message. I believe you're right. I believe you're right. A lot of people um, are still asleep. And to me, uh, for two reasons. Sometimes in life when the situations are too complicated, we deny them because acknowledging them, we have to take a stand. And many people don't want to take a stand thinking and hoping that someone else will do it. But we all are created by the creator to live and special to live during those circumstances in America because each one of us, we can make a contribution and we have a sphere of influence and we have a voice. And if we don't use that voice, we're going to lose it. 
for many people that uh, read my memoir, my life in uh, socialist and uh, communist Romania and here in America. Um, it's my memoir, Saving My Assassin. Everyone can uh, buy the book from my website, virginiaprodanbooks.com slash product slash book. Explains the, in very clear what socialism is and what is going to happen if we don't speak up. In fact, I will ask your audience when they read the book to read chapter three, three times, because it's a story of my own uncle who had the same kind of attitude when the socialists came to Romania. He was too afraid to speak. He was a businessman during that time in the capitalist era. He had a good life and he believed that someone else would speak. And for that reason, he took a trip to London for a period of time, thinking that during that time, someone else would do the job that he was supposed to do as part of uh, Romanian people um, trying to be pushed under socialists. And when he finally returned from London and socialists captured Romania, he was so disappointed by what was happening, that he started to speak up. But you know what? The socialist was really strong at that time, and they came and took him and took him into and put him into psychiatric hospital to train him to be loyal to socialists. I don't want anyone to go through those circumstances. That's the reason why I am saying, wake up. It's time for each one of us to speak. When you have the situation that a man, a good physician, uh, I mean, an American physician like Dr. Ben Carson is uh, um, threatened by the Detroit to remove his name from a local high school, you have a proof that it's time for us to stand up. When you have a a good Christian man like Kurt Cameron, who was denied in 50 plus public libraries to have his book, but you have have so many others on the liberal uh, side that go in school, go to the library, dress, like women or men, the opposite side, and teach children about transgender, about sexuality from young age, it's time. If not now, I don't know when. We have to stand up and speak up. And the, the list can go on and on. You have a, a mayor just lately in, uh, uh, in Los Angeles, You know, Ronald Reagan uh, many times said a very important thing. And one of the things that said this, the government is the problem. It's not the solution. The government creates the problem, and special liberal government creates the problem 
and then they come with their solution that will go against us. It's exactly, exactly what happened in California. The Los Angeles mayor decided that she's going to clean up the streets. And you know what? Because they created that situation. And now she comes with a solution. And the solution, you know what is the solution? He puts the homeless people in the hotels. Who's paying for those hotels? We, the people, with our taxes. She doesn't understand that when you deal with homeless people, with people on drugs and everything, there is a procedure. Many, I, I uh, help a lot of homeless with my church in Dallas, Texas, and other places. And it's always a procedure because these homeless people will destroy the place where they will stay or they will not go. They will go for one one night or not. And then they will not go because they want to smoke marijuana or they don't want to take a shower. So for that reason, there is a procedure to bring those people back to reality. It's not what she's doing, you know, taking them from uh, from um, streets and putting them in a nice hotel that they will destroy. But that's the desire of the liberal. Wherever you look in uh, uh, so-called marriage uh, fairness, uh, law and everything. In everything that they do, they want to destroy America and they want us as people to depend on God, to depend on government, not on God, not on doing our own, having our own business and helping others in need. So if we don't understand that, it will come a time It will come a time, and I don't want to say to anyone, I told you so. It's time for us right now, each one of us, wherever God placed us, whatever skills and influence he gave us to speak up and keep America free. I agree with you, Virginia, and everybody that's ever listened to this show knows I always talk about the genesis of this. When you go back to Karl Marx, the first thing he had to do was neuter the church because he understood that people would either follow God, a benevolent God for their sustenance, or the government, but not both. And the second thing, once the church was silent, you've got to take the guns away because once you realize you're under a socialist, about to become communist regime, and you want your country back, you got to have guns. And that's why they always take the guns away. So now that you've kind of given us an overview on what the problem is, I want you to tell people why you understand what the problem is. And let's let's go right here. You were a young attorney living in Romania under that crazy dictator, Nicolae Ceausescu's brutal socialist reign. You accepted the divine call to defend fellow followers of Jesus Christ against unjust persecution in that ungodly land. And your reward, you were rewarded, right? Ha! <laughs> you got tortured. They called it an act of treason. You were beaten, kidnapped, placed under house arrest. Did that stop you? No. Pick up the story, Virginia, when the Sesescu's executioner showed up at your office. Now, you're four foot ten. And this guy was like, what, about six foot five? Yes, six ten, yes. And I I am uh, under under five feet tall. 
but I, I, I think you summarize pretty well. And when people will read the book, Saving My Assassin, I hope not only they will understand what socialists can do to America, but also what God can do with one life. Amen. God used me to change Romania. It wasn't easy. It wasn't um, uh, uh, pretty. But at the end, I was able to see the victory. Uh, yes, I, um, I, I remember, you know, being really young, six years old, and watching my parents being politically correct outside of the home and trying to um, uh, agree with the government and give their, their rights. The government asked for them to um, release their rights to government, and they were too fearful to, to speak up. But I noticed them inside of our home. They were whispering how horrible the government was and how the government will take tomorrow uh, more rights. I hope that American people relate to that and relate to what, what my, my parents went through and how horrible that was and what that did to, to uh, my country. Also, as a young people, I watched them, and somehow in my heart, I felt insecurity because I realized my parents will not protect me. Uh, for the socialist government, I didn't count as a human being. But also, on the other hand, I noticed a fire in me because I realized I don't want to live this kind of life. I don't want to... Uh, grow up and live like them, like my parents. So as a young person, I started to notice things around me. Uh, and I noticed that uh, at our annual uh, family reunion, we had few lawyers in our family and people would be grouped around them asking questions. So I realized they knew the question, they knew the answers, but they were just afraid to speak up. So in my mind, I uh, thought, oh, I, have, I will go to law school and I will learn the truth and I will speak up for the truth. I want to pause here and I want to ask your audience, be very careful. Your kids, your grandkids, relatives and evil people, your neighbors or co-workers are watching you. Are you spreading fear or are you spreading faith and standing courageous in, in God's power? Because Amen. And you stood courageous. You stood courageous. You became a human rights attorney. You're, you're, you, you know, Sesescu, he sent his people and kept telling you, stop it, stop it, stop it. You didn't stop. Tell him what happened when eventually he sent the assassin to your office. Yes, uh, it's true. When God gives you a ma mission, you cannot stop because he provides for you and they can read in the book all the provisions. So, yes, that's true. I was arrested, uh, tortured, placed under house arrest. And also during this time that I was under house arrest, unknown to me. United Nations report and uh, United States report on human rights included my cases 
which means that we don't have to know what God is doing. He is helping us. And he was helping me to, for the world to know what I was doing. So the government was not happy with me, especially the dictator, and he wanted to eliminate me. And for that reason, he sent to my, my office an assassin in the form of a new client. So because I had microphones everywhere, uh, in my home, out uh, in my office, they knew about, about my whereabouts. And for that reason, they sent my new client, my assassin, close to the end of the day, exactly when my assistant had only the time to introduce him to my office and to say goodbye, I have to leave and take my kids uh, home. So he, my new client came into my office. He was six ten feet tall, I would say like a football player, strong, um, he's a basketball looked, player. <laughs> yes, he looked like a baby chairman. And the minute that he heard uh, my assistant closing the door to the office, he pulled his jacket, took his gun, and pointed to me and said, I'm not your client. I'm here to kill you. And he was so joyful explaining to me that by killing me and taking this assignment, he will become number one in dictator's uh, rank in Securitate. So you can imagine that faced with a gun and a huge, powerful man, just me, under five feet tall, 82 pounds, there was no way to escape. So I was fearful, my uh, knee was shaken. My heart, I heard my heart in my ear, I, uh, I, was, I was fearful, and I believed that I'm going to die that moment, that day. But I also heard the whisper of God share the gospel with him. And as I look at him as a creation of God, looking for God, and he didn't even know that, I started to share with him the gospel. And as I shared the gospel, he put the gun on the table his uh, shoulder relaxed, and at the end, he accepted Christ. Amen. And later on, because the story doesn't stop there, I, um, um, years later, 20 years later, as I was a lawyer, and I'm a lawyer now in Dallas, Texas, he came to my office. I did not recognize him. In 20 years, he changed a lot. So he had a case, and he explained the case, and after he explained the case, he was so frustrated, he looked at me and said, Virginia, don't you recognize me? And I said, no. And he showed me his uh, Securitate ID. And I realized I was in front of my old, you know, killer. And as I look at him, he started to explain what God is doing in his life. And I share with him that what God is doing in my life and the fact that I'm writing my memoir. And he asked me to let him write a chapter in my memoir. So today, as you read my memoir, Saving My Assassin, like I said, you can find it at virginiaprodanbooks.com slash product slash book. You will read not only my encounter, 
my story, but also his story and what happened that day in my office, what happened 20 years later in my office in Dallas, Texas, and what God is doing in his life. One of the most incredible stories. Virginia, I got to stop that story there, but that's one of the most incredible stories you'll ever hear, the power through Jesus Christ of God, what, how not only did, was your life spared, but his life was spared. He became a Christian. You're a Christian. And now you, both of you are working towards, you know, the, establishing the kingdom of God here on earth. And part of that means saving our country, you know, and uh, that's why I bring you on to talk about these things, because you understand what communism looks like and you've survived it. I, you know, I, I, I got to ask this question and I, I, I'm afraid to ask it because I, I guess I want to know the answer, but have we reached the point in America where Americans actually want the government in control instead of themselves? Have we reached the point in which people, instead of being we the people and free enterprise, and you, you, you have the freedom to achieve your dream, have we reached the point where people want big government and to be under government control, no matter what that government is? No, I don't believe that. I believe that I believe in the resilience of American people. Yeah, it's true. Some of Americans, especially the young ones, because they have the entitlement attitude uh, and also the victim attitude that would destroy them. They believe they don't believe in them anymore. They are jealous of others, and they believe that the government will be the solution. But as they see the promises, and one of the promises that this government is that they will wipe out or give them $10,000 of uh, uh, student loans and everything, and nothing happens, and several other things that the government will, will uh, promise, and they don't do it, it's only to gain their votes they gradually will understand there is also an opportunity for older people, mature people, as Christmas comes, as Thanksgiving, or any kind of opportunities. If they come home for spring break or every other opportunity, or you go and meet them, or you know a college student, Invite them, buy them their lunch. And the way you can uh, win them, not the arguments, win them for your side, for freedom, is buy them the, the lunch and ask them questions. Ask them questions and put doubt in their mind. Why do you believe the government will do this and that? Give me an example of how the government help you so far and so forth. Why do you believe that being a white, you have to be a victim? Why do you believe that being a black, you have to be a victim? Or a Hispanic, you have to be a victim and so forth. Because people need to hear first that you understand them before you tell them what to do or what's the best way you know, to protect freedom or to have freedom in, in America. And you will be surprised. I train and I coach people, and they have tremendous success. And, and I have many other, other tips that I can, I can share with you, but the time is short. So, no, I don't believe there is, uh, there is hope. 
And there is also hope that Christians will wake up. Christians will register and vote because a big number of Christians don't vote. And the other thing, the pastors have to stand up and not to be fearful that they will lose um, members but they will lose God's protection when they don't preach Christ and what Christ is, uh, is saying about family, about uh, sexuality, about men and women, how he created us. So um, there, there, is, there is hope, and I don't believe that we are at the not turning point. I hope I certainly hope you are right and amen to that, because one of the things that has my head exploding and we've talked about this before, because I, I, I really don't understand this. And I, I keep bringing guests on and on and on. And everybody tells me, but it's still it's hard for me to wrap my brain around this. Most people know about Lenin. They know about Stalin. They know about Hitler. They know about Mao. They know about Fidel. They know about Hugo Chavez. Right. They also know about yeah. the, they're seeing what's going on with the New Jack leaders like Madero and Chi. Okay, why is it that people here can look at world history and see what happened in all those nations? Why don't they? Why can't they understand that? It's like they don't believe it can happen here. Okay, there are several reasons. One is this. The government for a very long time used a very important tactic, and that is to put young people in college in debt. Do you remember that before that, it was a custom for many college students at the end of their college or university when they graduated to put a a backpack on their back and travel to Europe? and travel and see the world. And with that became the knowledge that America is the best country in the world. Now, our young students, because they are so in debt, that they uh, also are so in, under entitlement and they don't want to take jobs until different jobs until they find the good job with the diploma that they have or because in uh, doing college, they um, change the, the, the uh, major several times and instead of having college for four years, they extend it to six years. Uh, now the major is in philosophy and they cannot find a job. They now believe and they uh, believe what the liberals are saying, the government will help you because they have never lived America or their own town. And they are jealous of others. They create everything that is, is possible. And, and they believe the media uh, with everything because it's easier to believe the media mm-hmm. than to, for the reality and take a step. Um, it's also because uh, uh, parents um, out of their good heart, not with good intention, accepted them after college or everything to come and stay in their, their base, basement and support them. 
So these kids don't have a pressure like others before to go and work during night and put uh, uh, in the shelves of grocery stores, you know, goods, and then the next day to go and, and find a job. No. There is nothing. Do you remember when we were seeing everywhere many years ago pilots or or people in different different professions saying, I am taking the job, you know, at the grocery store to replenish, you know, goods in a shelf and during the day I am I am uh, um, I'm looking for a job because I don't want to be on government health. I can help myself. It was a pride. Now there is nothing. Uh, the government works against them, and uh, the parents. The parents need to uh, wake up and not let what uh, the other people in my neighborhood will say about me. You cut off the wings of your own child when you don't allow them to experience. Um, the, the beauty and the sadness of having a job or losing a job. That's, that's the part of how, how we learn in life. And, uh, we learn lessons. Uh, so uh, they don't read the, um, the history because if they read the history, again, they will have to say, no, you are not right. The government will never help us. The government will take advantage of us. In fact, let me tell you, when, when the government will take power and you look in the history, not only of Romania, Russia, China, every other, Cuba, every other, when uh, the government took control, those people, young people who were very, very submissive were the first one who will be put in jail because they will say, well, because your parents were rich, were, they will say, oh, because you have to do more for us and you refuse to do it. So again, I, uh, I don't want to tell you to come to the point where to tell you, I told you so, so you did not believe me. But there are many reasons, and people have to take this into control. Um, they already they already do this. Look at the way they are taking uh, kids from parents, and they are training them from a younger age, sexuality, transgender, and, and uh, in California, if the the child will say, my parents. Uh, does not uh, my parents does not agree with me? They would be uh, taken from uh, from their parents and so forth. So um, they are working on this. And if we we as as Christians as a conservative, we still believe they will it will never happen. It will and it will be even worse. But there is time. And like I said, if you don't believe me. Read chapter three of my memoir, Saving My Assassin, the story of my, uh, my um, uncle three times, and you will be uh, hopefully encouraged to speak up. And also read the entire memoir and see how God worked through me, one person, and changed Romania from a socialist country to a democratic country. I fought against the most powerful dictator in Europe, and he is dead, has been dead for 
30 something years and I am alive by the grace of God and in his power and he changed Romania. He can change America through you. It's Amen. Amen. And that leads me to my final question. God and government, as you say, and as I know, and the people that listen to this show, God and government must go together in order to protect our freedom. But are we in a position right now where the price we're paying in losing our freedom and liberty finally is starting to reach critical mass because we purge God from our schools, from the workplace and government? They've gotten God, the left has gotten God out of everything except the church and your family. If this is true, how can we reverse this curse? In other words, you know, you can't pray in school, the Ten Commandments are gone, they can't say Jesus, they barely can say Merry Christmas anymore. You know, the school, they've just secularized all of society. If God and government must work together to protect our freedom, how do we get God back? into where he belongs? Okay, this is a very easy question because the, the answer is in the Bible. Christ told us, give, give the government your, your tithe and give God your, his, his honor. So there is a specific role. God created government, like you said, to protect our rights. Right. But every government is a temporary government. It's in God's hands, have temporary power, and even the evil government has a temporary power. And many times, if you look in the Old Testament, if you look at my old life everywhere, even socialist government had a temporary uh, reason, temporary power, and God allowed those. Because in his love, because we turn our back to him, he allowed for a time for us to live under ungodly government so we can run back to him and say, recognize the government can help us. We cannot help us. We cannot expect God to continue to bless us when we support a government who kills unborn, who changed the definition of a family, who declared uh, a family, uh, including, you know, scenes and everything, and the list goes on. But also, God showed us, and many people, Christians before us, in uh, Old Testament, New Testament, that they live a godly life even under uh, an ungodly regime. And you can take from the uh, Old Testament, Daniel and um, uh, David and um, uh, uh, Joseph, and in the New Testament, Paul and Peter and, and many. So God is saying, when the government becomes an ungodly government and takes God away, like you said, from school, from, from your business, from everything, and requires you to go against your God, that there is a, a line in the sand. You respect the government, but 
you give you give taxes and everything, but when the government goes against you, you remain faithful to God and you pay the price. And and paying the price means not only you know being interrogated, you're losing job, and you know, um, uh, and so client coming to your <coughs> office and and pointing the gun to you, but you will. God will use you to change a country. And, and look at Daniel, what God did in Daniel's life. Look in um, Joseph's life and everything in one life. And God can do the same in your life. There is a price to pay. And we as Americans, we went and traveled all over the world. And we were able to see others paying the price for sending up for Christ. But gradually, by not standing up for Christ, we let the government doing what the government is doing today. So we have to stand up. That's our chance. That's a beautiful chance. There is no greater, greater honor than to suffer with Christ and for Christ and at the end to see how Christ can change a country through you. And I experienced that, and I know by standing up and encouraging others, we will see America being changed by God through each one of us. That is our chance. That is our, we, we should pray for our government, not hate, not say anything hateful, we should support the government when the government does something good according to God's will. That's our, our uh, principle. That's our map. That's our direction, God. We have always to check with God's word and principles what the government is doing and what we, each one of us, will do. But we have, we have to remain faithful to God and God will protect us. Just just read my book and see. I mean, it's so visible how God protected me and he can protect us. There is a great opportunity that we as people, American people, we never had. Yes, it's, it's fearful, it's, uh, uh, it's not comfortable, but it's our only chance that we have to be part of keeping America free, honoring God and... Uh, uh, letting God change change America to each one of us. Preach, Virginia, preach. That's it, people. That's it. You got to understand something. This country, our Constitution, we were born free. We were birthed free as a free nation. But all freedom only comes through Jesus Christ's sacrificial death on the cross. That that broke the bonds of sin. That broke the bonds of the fall. You've got to understand that our country and that Constitution. That's why the left wants to get rid of it. As long as that Constitution stands. Communism and socialism are going to have a, a big problem completely taking over. But we can't back up. She's right. We've got to take a stand, take a stand, stand on the word of God, stand on his promises and let him fight this battle for us because we've given up too much of the store. We can't get it back. Evil is right at our front door. We're at the edge of the Red Sea. Now the time is to call on God, to call on God. Seek forgiveness for the sins, our own sins, and the personal sins of this country, and call on God to fight this battle for us. And if Christians, if we take the stand right now, 
God will fight this battle for us. There's no doubt in my mind because my Bible tells me so. Virginia, thank you very much for coming on. Please tell people how they, oh, go ahead, go ahead. There is one thing in 1 Peter 2.16, God is saying, leave a free people. That's, that's what he requires us. You have to know what God is asking you in order to respond to, to uh, the government and keep it in, in a polite and nice and kind way because you will win. We are in a winning side. God never lost a battle. We are his soldiers. Amen. See, and the other thing is you just said, see, people have to understand if you go to Romans 13, you'll understand government's role is not to run the lives of the people. Government's role is to provide protection for the nation and to have the sword. If you disobey, if you're disobedient, you get punished. That's it. Government is not supposed to be telling us what sex we are. They're not supposed to be telling us how to worship, they're not supposed to be telling us where we can live, and anything ungodly as far as what type of, of, of government we are supposed to have, as you just said, we are meant to be free because freedom came through Christ and we, we're giving it up, but we gotta take a stand, and you're, you're right, we've gotta take a stand, and that's one of the things this show is always talking about, taking that stand and letting God fight the battle. Virginia, please tell people how they can reach you and anything else you'd like to promote. Yes, I um, um, I want to say is that um, I signed my book, Saving My Assassin, with Freedom is Precious. And indeed, it's precious for two reasons. Because I experienced persecution, and I know how important it is for us to keep uh, uh, um, to enjoy freedom. Freedom is precious because freedom, our freedom comes from Christ and he suffered for us and does not come from, from government. Well, I, uh, um, if anyone wants to contact me, I have two, um, two places where they can contact me. Uh, at com. Uh, and there, virginiaprodanbooks.com slash product slash book, you can uh, buy the book. You can also apply for uh, trainings because I do trainings and I train people um, at different levels, uh, you know, to be strong and courageous, how to be uh, courageous leaders and how to prepare for uh, um, for persecution, and I also have a ministry site is virginiaprodan.com, and I uh, you can go there. You can see what we are doing for people to encourage them to train them, and also we offer uh, free um, uh, trainings for for people that can afford to uh, pay for the training. And if you want to donate and support us, you can go there at virginiaprodan.com. That's the ministry side. I am very honored, and I want to tell you that you. Uh, God invested in each one of you so much. And uh, he put skills and talent. He put you exactly where you are because God wants to use you to take a stand and change America through you. And together we can honor God 
and let him to perform that mission. Because as you read my uh, memoir, Saving My Assassin, you will agree with me that I was obedient to the Lord, and he was the one doing everything in my life. He opened doors, he put people around me, not only in Romania, but here in America, in my business, in my ministry, as I am associated with Alliance Defender Freedom and many other ministries. So um, I want you to be encouraged. If you need any help, contact me. Amen. 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 Virginia, thank you for coming on. It's always a pleasure talking with you. You're under God's protection. Keep remaining strong. Keep remaining faithful and obedient. And uh, here's wishing you and your family a very blessed and Merry Christmas. Thank you so very much, Gary, and I appreciate uh, you and uh, appreciate your work and the platform. And we have an army of uh, prayer warriors here, uh, warriors here that are praying not only for our ministry, for our business, but for you and for everyone who um, takes a stand and uh, wants to honor God and change America and keep America free. God bless you, too. Thank you. There you have it. Virginia Prodon. You know, when you're four foot ten, and you have a six foot ten assassin with one of those guns, and I don't I never asked her if it had a silencer on it. But all I know is other times she said her teeth were chattering and uh, her knees were, were knocking. And I can understand that because she thought she was going to die, people. But the interesting thing, Nicholas Sesescu, as she said, he's been long in the grave and she's still here doing the work of God. So a, a powerful testimony and a very faithful woman to the Lord. And she's blessed and she has a message for all of us. Do not let what she left in Romania take over here. Virginia Prodon. I want to thank Virginia Prodon for sharing her high-level expertise and firsthand experience in regard to communism and why it's an evil that must be confronted and defeated. I have no choice but to keep reiterating this statement. We must stop this movement right here, right now, while we still have time to do so. This podcast is available for download at RadioInfluence.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Hope you'll subscribe to it, leave a rating and a review, and be sure to tell your friends about the show. If you're listening for the first time, be sure to check out the podcast archive located on the page. There you can hear previous guests, including Morgan Brittany, Dr. Ben Carson, Monica Crowley, Diamond and Silk, Mike Lindell, Kevin Sorbo, Carol Swain, Brandon Tatum, Herschel Walker, and Dr. Naomi Wolf, to name a few. Well, that's it for now, folks. Thanks for joining us. So until the next time, this is your host, Gary Benford, saying God bless you, God bless your families, God bless America, and a Merry Christmas to everyone.